What's up guys, welcome to today's money. Thank you for listening, I appreciate you being here. If you'd like to watch the video version of this podcast, there's a link for that in the description. And if you wanna jump right into the podcast, skip the next 30 seconds of ad space. Welcome back everybody. So today's video is gonna be a good one. We are both gonna share some notes, some topics that we've seen come up over and over amongst the traders that we've been coaching on our one-on-one calls. I think both of the problems are rooted in a similar concept, living in the present moment, and I think we can really go deep into that. And between where you know, I have a lot of my notes and you have a lot of your notes, I think, like I said, they're kind of separate but also similar, so it's important to bring some clarity there. But before we get into that, we have to give a plug to Autonomous, the company that hooked us up with these awesome standing desks. If you guys haven't already checked it out, I'm going to put a link down in the description below. You get a discount, the whole thing. And we're also going to have a video here on the channel kind of giving you guys a breakdown of why we chose these desks. Riley has one in there. I have two in here. We love them. And I think you will too. So definitely check that out. Now. Welcome back. (laughs) You've just been wanting to say that. Um, To go at these two issues rooted in the idea of all of us as traders not living in the present moment enough. The first issue, your side of this conversation, I think comes before mine. Yeah. Mine has to do with the disposition effect with some of you. Some of you may have heard already. So we're going to talk about that. But like I said, before we can get into that, it makes more sense to go at what you've seen in some of your coaching calls. So can you explain that to everybody and to me? Because we were talking about this even before we started recording. Yeah. But I kind of want more context. Yeah. So um, recently I had a discussion with a trader that Austin and I started talking about and we were like, hold on, let's save this for the podcast because so many people, other traders could probably pull some value from this. Um, So basically what this trader was doing, just to give you guys like a short little summary, is he would have his checklist in front of him of his trading plan, when to enter the trades, how much size to be putting on each trade, the whole nine yards. He would get to the point where literally all he had to do was click the button and he just wouldn't. The trade could be an A grade. He he would just freeze. Every single reason to be in the trade and all he has to do is push the button and he can't. So as we dove a little deeper, um, well, first, before we go into that, have you ever had that issue? Definitely. But I think going back to like, I don't want to get ahead of you, but going back to like how I found the confidence, yeah, I think it helped me overcome it. So keep going. Okay. So we'll touch back on that as yeah, to how you yeah. found it mm-hmm. versus how the avenue that he's going down to find it. So when we got to the root of things, um, it came to accepting his reality and accepting the present moment, which I thought was a great topic for this conversation. When you say that, do you mean like accepting how big his lots are right now? Accepting how much money he's trading. There's so much acceptance that goes involved. Um, it's accepting how big his lots are. Yes. It's accepting that this is his reality in general, you know, like even to the sense of like, he's making as much money as someone else in his family yep. and they're working way harder than he feels he is. And like accepting that dynamic, which is just something in life. Absolutely. To and a big thing too, for him is his time. Just how much. So it's like he asked for it. And now that he has it, he's yep. like, uh, what do I do with it? Right now it's like he's almost fearful of accepting it and that fear automatically drives him then into like the future mindset which holds him back because then he can't push the button. He's stuck. Right. And also Mm. um, because he was wanting to control the outcome. It's like it's so good to be true. The trade. So he wanted to like what? He was like trying to explain how do you control the outcome meaning what? 
Like you're too focused on how it's going to turn out. So you don't even act. Right. So in the sense that he wants it to be a winner, like he doesn't want it to be a loser because there is that attachment to money there. Um, And when you're attached to the money, it's like that's the future mindset, like pulling you away from the present you and the present you would be acting and would be in that trade. Right. Interesting. Yeah. And that kind of does have to do with what I was talking about, the disposition effect, which even at the point of him acting when he does act, I'm sure then this stuckness doesn't just go away where he's married to some of these ideas that are probably not the best ideas and he holds on to them too long because he wants to be right. We've seen people have that problem. And then in the same sense, they're quick to get out of these winning trades where they should not be out of that trade. I remember GBP JPY was a trade last week. When I got on in the morning, the guys were like, yo, should we be getting out of this trade? I was like, there's no reason to. And it continued higher all morning. I just happened to not be up in time for the entry. (laughs) But I think they go hand in hand. Like his, the guy who you're speaking about, his underlying focus on the future not what actually is happening in the present moment is leading him to be stuck in the same way that we've seen i've seen a lot of guys stuck when they actually get in the trade so what do we as the coaches because for me it's always like do more markups that's going back to your question to me it's like it's like i would do more markups and i would build up more confidence in the entries and the exits that i'm taking and then that would make me look I have this ability and I think it's a really strong characteristic that I have that I just make decisions. If I decide that I'm going to do the markups, I'm going to test this. If it works, I'm going to put money in behind it. And when it shows up, I'm going to act. I do it. Not everybody's that decisive. So for me, where I get the confidence from the markups and from the testing, that's where I always push people because that's where I've gotten my confidence. I'm like, go do more markups, go do more testing, build your confidence in the patterns that you're seeing. And that's going to make it easier for you to act. But what did you tell Jerome? Well, first, what about, um, have you ever came across a situation where you've started doing a lot of markups because you needed to build up that confidence and then maybe you see a few winning trades in a row? Um, Do you start to slack a little bit on your markups or do you still stay consistent with them regardless of how you feel confidence-wise? I still stay consistent, but I actually can't remember because it was months ago where I've come into like a couple of losers that would beat me down. But I could say that maybe years ago, like a couple of years ago, like three or four years ago when I started trading, like it would beat me down and I wouldn't want to do it as much. You know what I mean? And it would then be like kind of like a self-defeating, like double punch in the gut. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't, and then I realized that and then I'm like, okay, I don't need to beat myself up twice about it. I already am in a losing streak. What I should be doing here is more work to get out of this, not slacking off and getting discouraged. But even if you're on a winning streak, it's still important to do those markups. Well, on the winning streak, then it's like, what got you here? For me, it's like, well, the only thing that made me confident, it's not like anybody else is calling these trades. So it's me coming up with the ideas, me marking it up, me showing that it's repeating almost every day and then trading it as it comes. So it's like, if that's what got me here, all I need to do is keep doing that. So wait a minute, Austin Silver FX, would you say the holy grail to Forex is is markups? No, I think there's a lot of things that go into it, you know, but the markups are important. No, I know. But a lot of people, there's another company out there that's does what we do in a different way. Um, And they always tell people to back test the strategy, right? Like the guy who we're speaking about, he came from that company. Um, And I definitely agree with that because I think the testing and seeing the patterns is the only thing that would make me logically believe that I could put money into it. Yeah. Like if you don't, like it's like cool. Proof to, in the pudding. Yeah, it's cool to sit here and be like, "Yo, this company has this coming, and or this currency could do this, and this you could come up with this cool idea and this theory and this beautiful, you know, 
awesome idea. That could be a huge moneymaker. Right, you could do that. But there's no, in the in that type of trading, which is more like fundamental driven, which is more like almost investing, in that type of feeling, it's like, there's no statistics. There's no fact. You're just compiling fact to try to make up the end of the equation. But the end of the equation, you don't know where that is. There could be more variables that still have to come into play. So that's why I think Forex, to me, makes so much more sense too. You know what I mean? And that's why yeah. the guys like the guys, a lot of the guys that we're speaking about, I think they end up finding more success in Forex and even these other markets that they have tried to trade. Because I know the guy, one of the guys that we're speaking about, he's tried to trade equities and it just didn't work out for him as well. So regardless of what market you're trading though, the issues are still the same, you know? So for the markups, for the testing, I think there's no substitute, but is there anything else that you could think of that would help people to stay focused on living in the moment actually while they're trading? Um, yeah, so I'll tie that into, uh, I didn't want to forget about you saying what he recommended and what him and I had talked about for him to do to bring himself more into the present moment to be able to pull the trigger. So a part of that was being brutally honest with himself in journaling when he's pulling the trigger versus when he's not. And also in his specific scenario, it was when he was peeking at the money because he said that every time he would always catch himself peeking at the money and that's what would lead him into that emotional kind of overdrive where he wanted to protect it everything like and just get so fearful and not want to even take the chance of being potentially wrong so I said to him I was like well then you should be honest with yourself when you're going back and you're doing your markups and you're reflecting saying hey I peaked at the money here I wasn't focused on percents and this is the outcome I didn't take this beautiful trade that I should have been in so he's going to see how that works for him but he's a very detail analyst um, type of guy and already is journaling so I think that that'll be the icing on the cake for helping him. The um, the quote of, if not me, who else comes to mind when you talk about like trying to live in the moment more? Like you asked to have that account. Right. You asked to be able to trade that size. You asked to not have a job. Yeah. You asked to sit here and work with us every day. So it's like now that it's all in front of you, are you going to disrespect through the work that you've put in to get to this point and not take it? Right. Well, that's what I said to him. I was like, if you want any fear in you, I was like, I'll put a little fear in you. I said, um, how did I was like, if you're not accepting like your reality and your trades and everything right now, I was like, then it's not going to be your reality soon because you're not going to be do it. Like you're going to need to go get a job. You're, you're just going to be stuck. And yeah. he was like, I don't want to do that. Right. So, but that again, little personal situation. So everybody's situation is definitely different, but I think all of us, if we bring just even awareness to the idea of like the con, like I said, the concept or the idea of living in the moment, I think just awareness is the first step, which is why we want to share with you guys what we go through with some of the coaching sessions, like I said at the beginning. Yeah. And when we as traders are sitting at the desk and we're trying to focus on like, cause I know there's a lot of guys listening that are you know, fairly consistent or they've somewhat found consistency in the past. They know what that tastes like and they want to maintain that. Something that I found really helpful to like stay grounded in the present moment is to take breaks from my trading. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like not sit there for six hours and try to make money. It really does help to just walk away for 15 minutes, one 15 minute candle sometimes, leave, literally get up and leave the desk. That helps me a lot too. Just stay like, yo bro, it's 7.30 in the morning. 
Relax. If you force Absolutely. a trade right now, yeah. If you force this right now, you could miss a great one at nine o'clock because you're frustrated that this one ends up being a loser. Like seeing that all in advance only can happen if you have awareness of what's happening in the present moment first. So I feel like hopefully this conversation can help people just think and breathe. That's another thing people could do, I feel like, is just breathe at the trading desk. I find very often, like some of the guys that I do calls with, I can see it even when we do the call and we're going through some markups. They're very tense and they're very... Um, the best way to describe it would be like not in the flow. Yeah. Where like if you could just breathe, relax your shoulders, realize that you're clenching your butt cheeks and you let that go. <laughs> I'm serious. And You should do that in your calls then. If you're no... Because I do sometimes. If I can te- like sense a very tense energy where they're not just like i say i'm like hey do a deep breath with me let's go inhale so that's what i'm saying but that's in the call that at that that point it's like they're already out of the trade they're probably not in a trade when they're on a call with one of us so i'm saying in the moment just doing that in the moment yeah well i know you were just speaking about how when you were on calls with them you could sense that they were but but, right so then imagine what they're like when they're trading right my point it's like like then those are the people i know that are like this when they're trading and they're they're you got to you got to relax and realize that it's one minute at a time and it's slow. And then here's another thing that this, because a lot of people who are watching this and don't do markups, they won't fully understand what I'm saying. They'll think that I'm like not making fully like a lot of sense. But if you do a lot of markups, you realize that when you do markups, the candles look so fast. But in the moment when you're watching that trade that went 85 pips present, those are 13, 15 minute candles. Right. It's hours. <laughs> You're sitting there for a right. long so, time. And, and the, the decisions that we make are not that complicated. Right. So it's like when you're making simple decisions that don't require a lot of thought, it doesn't require me to sit here for 15 minutes and contemplate one idea. I can go through a whole checklist on 20 pairs in 15 minutes. You know what I'm saying? So it's like when it's simple decision making and you're aware of that and you're aware of even like your time that you're going to be sitting at the desk to conduct your business, then it's like breathe, control yourself, slow down, live in the moment that you asked for. That's what I always try to remind people to. Yeah. It's tough too. Go ahead. What were you going to say? I was going to say, even with a, um, seeing when you do markups, it seems like it's faster versus being in it. It's actually slower yeah. and just relating it back to our overall theme of this podcast of being in the present moment. It's like, yes, when you're trading and you're in the present moment, your mind is used to the markup. So it wants to just race ahead and immediately know what the result should be taking be. off. It right. should be bumping. Yep. Why is it not yep. up five R? Oh my gosh, we're having a pullback. I need to exit the trade. Like right. what, what's going on here? But it's like, Hey, stay in the present moment. Realize that you're only on candle two. Right. Like it still needs that time goes to into, develop. That goes exactly into the disposition effect, which is where we're going to cut the losers way late and we're going to cut the winners way too fast. Yep. So like if you can live in the present moment and you have the back testing like we do, for example, like when a trade's doing well, it should hold the eight EMA for some of our breakouts. If it's holding the eight EMA and it's just sitting out there for three or four candles, people will get nervous and they'll be like, oh my God, it's got to pull back. They're going to try to be like future tellers. <laughs> When the market is clearly telling you to just chill out, like it still could continue higher. They're quick to get out of that winner, even though it's winning. And yet when people go into drawdown, I've seen them hold trades, move their stop loss and just, it's got to turn around. It's got, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Especially in Forex, it doesn't. So when we bring awareness to that idea that in our wiring, this disposition effect exists in all of us as human beings, because it's not just in trading that we do that. It's in even business in general we're quick to get out of some business deals that are going well and we sometimes hold on to relationships and business deals that aren't working out that well too long you know so being aware of that and being aware that we as humans lean into that i think can help 
even more in the moment, just bring you back. Be like, wait a minute. I know the way that I'm wired is to think that this winning trade has to stop here, but it doesn't. And then, of course, it goes into like your risk management of how you piece yourself out of a trade and lower your risk by moving your stop loss. And that's a totally different thing. But like what I'm saying is just for the idea of the winning trade versus the losing trade. And then when it turns around against you, instead of thinking like it's got to turn around, it's got to turn around, it's just a wait, let me just get out and find a better price or find a better trade, find a better entry and just forget about this one that's a loser. But it's really hard for people to do that because they're not living in the present moment because in the right now they're living in the future where they think they're, they're a winner. And they think that this one loss in the short term means that they won't be a winner in the future. And they're just so wrong, you know? So what are some things that you do to bring yourself back to the present moment if you ever find yourself in that situation where maybe a trade isn't going in your favor? (laughs) (laughs) I'm being honest. It helps. But um, meditate, think about the future, but be aware of where I'm at right now and be aware of that I'm only here because I pictured myself here and I worked for it. So how do I paint the picture of what's next? And then I work my way there. It's easier, I think, once you've accomplished some success and you've tasted it, then it's like, man, that's good. That's easy. Just give me another one. You know what I mean? And then you can bounce to the next thing. So you can stay grounded with the idea of like, oh, I've done this before. So now any endeavor I do, I'm going to eat it. What would you say to somebody maybe that hasn't done it yet, but has has that hunger? They're on the drive. They want to be successful. They're on the Forex. They're on the drive. They're (laughs) on the Forex journey. Patience. If you can stay patient and you're on a path that has some winning processes built into it, like a winning trading system, just don't stop. Everybody stops. And I didn't. And it worked for us. That's what paid off for us is that I never quit. We never quit. Most people quit. And whether it's their fault or not, other things come into play. Right. You know, that's a good question, though. That's a good way to end it. So everybody, make sure you follow Riley. I'm going to put your Instagram down in the description as always. We appreciate you guys. And, is, and my funny jokes. And <laughs> <laughs> I was going to try and come up with one, but. And the honesty. Yeah. Hopefully you guys know that we're trying to keep it real with you. So yeah. dr- drop a comment down below on Instagram, on iTunes, on YouTube, wherever you're listening, Spotify. Let us know what you think. And we'll see you in the next one. Adios. Thank you for listening to Today's Money. If you want to check out the video that goes along with this episode, there's a link in the show notes. Now make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to so you don't miss any future episodes. And if there's anything that I can do to help you along your trading journey, please reach out to me. My contact info is in the description as well. Thank you very much, and I'll see you in the next episode.